You are listening to the English Heroes series. Thank you for listening to the English Like an Eagle podcast, helping your English skills fly high. From hollytreeenglish.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the English Heroes series. The English Heroes series is back after a short break because I was ill. But I am better now and I am happy to bring you part one of my interview with Grzegorz or Greg from Poland. One of the things that makes Grzegorz an English hero is his amazing attitude. Grzegorz uses English confidently and he does not compare himself to others when he uses English, even though he knows that he makes mistakes. I hope you learn some things from his wise attitude about using English. Enjoy! And I'm here with Grzegorz from Poland and I want to say Grzegorz, thank you for being on the English Like an Eagle podcast. Yes, yes. I am I am appreciate Holly to for your invitation to to this program today. So <laughs> maybe I will be useful <laughs> for you. I'm sure you will. I have no doubt. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Let's start with some simple questions. And the first is, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Poland. Uh, I am a scientist. Uh, I am specialized in history, uh, anthropology, ethnography, and uh, actually I am uh, executive master of business administration. Uh, so I am I have a quite wide uh, part of of the uh, interested in in knowledge. So from history to to uh, to economy so, <laughs> uh, because... so i think we can say you are a polish man who studies people yes yes that's right yes <laughs> exactly great and so this is maybe a stupid question but i always ask what is your native language my native language is a Polish, so actually, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> English, English, this is for me the second language, but but the Polish. Polish is your first and favorite. Yes, yes, first, <laughs> that's right, first and favorite. <laughs> okay. 
And when did you first start learning English? First? Uh, actually, uh, I have some lesson in my uh, high school, but uh, during these days, I, I couldn't focus on the language. Actually, my adv adventure with, with the language started three years because, before my PhD thesis. And during uh, three years, uh, I memorize about 40,000 of the years of, uh, yes, of the world. Uh, and uh, I tried to uh, learn uh, all grammar rules. And, and to, it was a very hard for me because in the meantime, I have to do some research. Uh, and and prepared my PhD thesis, so so I was as very exhausted uh, during uh, that days. So, but finally I did it. <laughs> so, why did you start learning English at that time? Why? Because uh, I wanted to read uh, many. Uh, scientist thesis in English from the other countries uh, and uh, I needed to know this language because uh, I, I wanted to read uh, English uh, scientific articles, books without any uh, interpreters so, uh, so or translation. So for me, it was important to gain enough skills to, to read and understand uh, everything for uh, what was for me necessary. Uh, I wanted to be honest in my scientific way. So, so that's why. So you mentioned that you had the problems of uh, having to work very hard and maybe little time but were there other challenges you faced at that time learning english uh, for me the most bigger problem at that times was part my time part for what for English and part for uh, writing PhD thesis and part for lit uh, uh, classes with my uh, students and uh, sometimes I, I even I even couldn't sleep by two or three days so <laughs> it was a, it was a crazy but uh, in english actually in english the most big problem for me was with the probably irregular verbs actually i i have to admit because many of them are quite similar and and everything was necessary to learn by heart so so maybe this was for me the most uh, the most difficult maybe some some the other things uh, but i think the irregular verbs were <laughs> the most difficult 
irregular verbs. And uh, did you have any challenges with motivation or were you very motivated? I was a very motivated because uh, I wanted to prove uh, myself that I can do this and uh, uh, and I started to talk with the other people especially with the native speakers by the internet I prepared some groups and these people motivated me in, in this uh, way so I am appreciate even for you <laughs> especially for you Thank Holly you. <laughs> So how did you overcome uh, the problem of irregular verbs? Did you have any special tricks that you used? Uh, special tricks? Uh, I started to uh, repeat uh, two or three times uh, in a week. Uh, each irregular verbs and I think that was a quite good solution for me uh, after one month maybe three weeks was quite good <laughs> so okay amazing so repetition is Key, yes, yes. Repetition. yes, for me it was a key repetition. We need to repeat uh, something in and actually I, I have to mention that uh, I uh, started to do some uh, exercises with especially uh, past simple, present perfect simple, uh, past perfect uh, simple so uh, when i uh, when i did it uh, this was very helpful for me okay so for you repetition and exercises exercises that's right okay great um, so you mentioned getting into groups and speaking with native speakers on the internet. And did you worry about people judging your English? No, I don't worry because this is a very big problem. People, uh, people judging the other uh, when they make mistakes. I think that we should uh, take completely the other way because I, like a scientist, know that by mistakes we learn or gain a new skills. So we shouldn't worry about our mistakes. Of course, we should uh, uh, evolving our skills. We should uh, try to be better in our pronunciation, uh, but actually we have to admit that we even in our native languages make each time or all the time so many mistakes so why 
so then why we why we uh, uh, can afraid make mistakes in the other's language mistakes this is uh, this is something uh, connected with uh, our way to to when we when we uh, learn uh, the other languages so we shouldn't afraid of course we should try be better we should try avoid this but uh, it's it's not something wrong i think that this is something useful our mistakes i i know that 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 uh, that maybe some people think what what uh, i say but but uh, i i am i am convinced that that uh, that this is very useful. Uh -huh. Can you give one example of how a mistake can be useful? Some uh, when can it be useful uh, when we talk with the other people and and uh, uh, make the same mistakes and f uh, finally some person uh, say to us, uh, "Sorry, uh, that's wrong." correctly you should say uh, something uh, in the other way uh, so then we are remember uh, that man or that woman uh, told me that i should say something correctly and told me why it's it's correctly and then we started to remember by these uh, mistakes uh, some uh, routine during our talking and uh, because of this situation our brain gain a new knowledge so so because of this we uh, started to be more natural mm -hmm. like children <laughs> when started yeah. to uh, gain uh, linguistic linguistic skills Mm -hmm. You made me think of something, and I want to know if you agree that every every time we speak and we take the chance that we will make mistakes, or every time that we write or use language, it's like a a mini, a very small experiment. That's right. A very small experiment. I completely agree with you, Holly. That's right. So, for example, when I say Jin Dobre, I'm experimenting to see if I can pronounce it, if I can use the correct tone. Maybe it's the wrong time of day to say Jin Dobre. I don't think so, but... <laughs> <laughs> In my in my country, Dobry Vietor. So it means Dobry good evening. Oh yes, because it's evening. Yes, it's evening. But uh, your pronunciation is 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 very good in in Polish, and I, I said this honestly. I am I am surprised. I am surprised because of this, because the Polish uh, is a very hard. <laughs> even for the native uh, speakers so <laughs> mm. but it is so lovely yes that this is lang language of of the love as well <laughs> so i'm curious i want to uh 
go deeper a little bit. How did you make this choice to decide uh, to stop caring or to not care about what people think of your English? Uh, actually, because of the uh, teacher, uh, because of the teachers in, in, in my country, and not because of the each of them, but I met uh, some uh, which uh, shouted for uh, his students that they shouldn't that or the other. So then I um, made decision that I shouldn't uh, learn uh, without them. In, in, because they uh, created situations uh, that people became shy, uh, that people afraid to express uh, gain uh, uh, their own knowledge, uh, the knowledge of, of the books, the knowledge of the exercising, so it's it's better say or, or, or talk with the other people, even with mistakes, uh, than uh, afraid or shy, uh, and and uh, don't uh, use it uh, his uh, new knowledge. We shouldn't do that. Lang language is some part of the people around the world actually languages and they languages uh, should be used to communicate with the other people not uh, know some some grammar rules or some words and keep only for the for the human because this human for example uh, and because of the some teacher uh, afraid to, to talk with, with the others. So uh, I uh, regard the good teachers like like you uh, and, and many good teachers in, in Poland, but uh, I would like to say that uh, people uh, shouldn't uh, create a situation when people are afraid to talk even with with the mistakes because we lost our uh, our uh, confidence we should keep our confidence irrespective of everything mm. that is a a lot of food for thought <laughs> Uh, food for thought for our listeners who don't know it, this is an expression who, that means um, it's something important that we should take time to think about. Mm, yes, uh, you say two 
quite similar expression, food of thought. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one of them is a noun, one is a verb. So the pronunciation is a very important of this <laughs> and understanding. But uh, uh, I know that people, when uh, try to uh, when try to learn uh, English and when uh, learn English uh, can much uh, more understand than say the pronunciation probably is the most uh, hard and difficult of, of the uh, part uh, our uh, linguistic steps. Um, yes, I think the research would agree with you. It is the most difficult usually and it is also the one that takes the longest to develop. Yeah. Mm. But um, I think it also depends on how it is approached, meaning the methods that we use to develop our pronunciation and even the way that we think about pronunciation. Um, some people think that having an accent from their native language is this terrible uh, monster or terrible thing that they, they have to break or defeat. But I learned years ago from a pronunciation expert that it is important to teach yourself to think that when you develop, say, an American accent or a British accent, it is not because your native accent is bad. It is because you are simply adding a skill to the group of skills that you have. You are adding to yourself. You are not fixing something that is broken. Yes, that's right. I agree with you. Many times we uh, cannot or want not to fix it what is broken in our uh, pronunciation we should uh, be very uh, careful uh, we should very care of uh, of this but uh, sometimes even we cannot uh, say something correctly because of our native language and and because of our uh, uh, problems with uh, pronunciation. So our brain, of course, know how this should be correctly, how we should say, but our tongue cannot do this. And this is a very big problem from, for, for many people, probably. Yeah, this <laughs> is what we have to retrain. It's not our always yes. our brain, it's our tongue that we have to retrain, yeah? Yes, practice. Practice is important. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, practice can change everything. So that's why, that's why uh, 
this is the answer for your great question, which uh, was uh, said by you uh, to me today. Uh, we shouldn't afraid, uh, even with the mistakes with the other people, because the practice create a new people with a new language. Practice creates a new person with a new language. That is so cool. <laughs> I love I that. I am going to quote you in the future. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> you have my permission for this. <laughs> I'm very glad. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed part one of my interview with Grzegorz from Poland. In the next episode, you will hear part two of my interview with him and you will hear some more great ideas for learning and using English. But now it is time for the episode question. And that question is, do you use English confidently or do you compare yourself with others when you use English? One more time, do you use English confidently or do you compare yourself with others when you use English? Of course, there is no right or wrong answer to this question, but I love hearing stories from my students. So please go to the link for this episode's webpage and leave a comment to let me know your answer and tell me your story. Also on that page, you will find a link if you want to have one free discussion with me about how you can have more confidence when you use English and how you can work with me if you want. Also, you will find a link to support this podcast with a small money gift in order to help me continue producing these episodes. Finally, I want to say thank you to Grzegorz one more time for being on the podcast. I want to say thank you to Neil, my friend and colleague, for his lovely flute music. And as always, I want to say thank you to you for listening. have been listening to the English Like an Eagle podcast, helping your English skills fly high from hollytreeenglish.com. This is Holly or Teacher Holly saying goodbye until next time.